welcome to the Thankful Homemaker Podcast, a podcast to be an encouragement and blessing to each other in the role God has called us to as women. I'm so thankful you stopped by, so grab yourself a coffee or tea and sit with me a bit as we talk about how God's Word impacts every area of our lives as Christian women. Hello, friends. I'm Marcy Farrell from ThankfulHomemaker.com. And we are continuing on in a series that we just started on the spiritual disciplines here at the podcast. Each episode can stand alone. So if you're just joining in, you are just fine. Um, Although as I'm saying that, I really highly recommend if you didn't get to listen to episode 52 yet on the introduction to the spiritual disciplines, that would be a great place to start. Not necessary, but very helpful. So today we're on episode 53, so we're not very far in yet. So But over the next several episodes in this series, I'm going to be talking about Bible intake. So we're going to still go through prayer and all the other aspects of the spiritual disciplines. But for the next probably three episodes, this one including, we're going to talk about Bible intake. And today, we're going to focus on Bible reading. And we're also, in today's episode, we're going to talk about about the importance of hearing God's word too in that. And then again, over the next couple episodes on Bible intake, we're going to talk about meditation, and I'm going to probably work scripture memorization into that episode, and then um, Bible study. So when I use the term meditation, I do want to clarify this. I'm referring to thinking deeply on the truths of God's word so we can better understand and apply those truths to our lives. This is not to be mixed up with the Middle Eastern way of emptying your mind. That is not a biblical concept. But we're talking about filling our minds with biblical and theological truths and working them into our heart and mind. And and even in today's episode on Bible reading, I'm just going to throw a couple thoughts there about meditation because it's so important before I get to that episode and we expand more on it, just to, to give you a little little insight there. Okay, so I shared many posts at the blog on Bible reading and why it's important. I have a fairly recent post on developing a daily Bible reading habit, and I'll link to that in the show notes. And I have a podcast, it's episode 15, on prioritizing God's word when life is busy. And I'll share any others in the show notes that I think will work well with this podcast episode if you're looking to dig a little deeper And as always, there's going to be many other links in the show notes, so always check those out for the post, and you can find that over at the blog at thankfulhomemaker.com under the podcast show notes. Okay, so I want to start today by giving us first a good understanding of the importance of reading God's Word and what our purpose should be in the discipline of daily Bible reading. Then I'm also going to go into what I said, the importance of hearing God's Word, preached. And lastly, some practical helps to get us digging into God's word on a daily basis. And then I want you to stay tuned to the very end as I'm going to start sharing some of my favorite resources with you at the end of each episode. Okay, so first, we're going to talk about the importance of reading God's word. We have a God that we can know and meet with him. And because of that, we should meet with God on a regular daily basis. And my hope is by the end of this podcast today that we would all see and understand why we need to do this as those who are born again. Because first off, if we're in Christ, God is our Father and we are His children. 
I want to spend time with my Heavenly Father. I desire to know Him more because as I do that, I get a clearer understanding of who I am in light of Him. And it changes my perspective of the world as I begin to see all of life and the world through His perspective. But this only comes about as I spend time with Him in worship and in fellowship and in the reading of His Word, which is the topic today. I can only come before God because of Jesus. He is the mediator between God and sinful man. So if we're in Christ, those who have repented of their sins and put their faith and hope in Christ alone for salvation, if we're in Christ, we have access to the Father and we are able to meet with Him and know Him because of Jesus. Our God is personal and knowable. Hebrews 4.16 tells us, Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. And John 17, 17 tells us, sanctify them in your truth. Your word is truth. Jesus is praying for our sanctification, the process of being made more and more into Christ-likeness. It's to be like Jesus. He's asking the Father to do this by the truth. What is truth? God's word is truth. We are sanctified by truth. God's word is truth, so we're sanctified by the word of God. I could just stop here because that's a pretty good reason enough for us to be in the word on a regular basis. But I want to share a longer quote from Donald Whitney here from his book, Spiritual Disciplines for the Christian Life. And again, if you're looking to dig deeper and go more into this and what these podcast episodes are doing, that would be the one book I recommend you pick up and have on your shelf. I It's one of those that I think every believer should have and have gone through and read. Again, it's um, Spiritual Disciplines for the Christian Life. I always link to it in the show notes. It's there. So that's one to definitely grab. But he says, <clears throat> from this longer quote I'm grabbing, he says, No spiritual discipline is more important than the intake of God's word. Nothing can substitute for it. There simply is no healthy Christian life apart from a diet of the milk and meat of Scripture. The reasons for this are obvious. In the Bible, God tells him about God tells us about himself and especially about Jesus Christ, the incarnation of God. The Bible unfolds the law of God to us and shows us how we've all broken it. There we learn how Christ died as a sinless, willing substitute for breakers of God's law and how we must repent and believe in Him to be right with God. In the Bible, we learn the ways and will of the Lord. We find in Scripture how God wants us to live and what brings the most joy and satisfaction in life. None of this eternally essential information can be found anywhere else except the Bible. Therefore, if we would know God and be godly, we must know the word of God intimately, end quote there. So let's go over a few facts about the Bible. And this is going to be a refresher for most of us. But the word Bible comes from the Latin and Greek words meaning book. So there are 66 different books in the Bible. We have the books of the law, think Leviticus and Deuteronomy. We have historical books like Ezra and Acts. We have poetry, think they're the Psalms or Ecclesiastes. We have prophecy, books like Isaiah and Revelation. And we have biographies like Matthew and John. And then we have the epistles or the letters like Titus and Galatians. The Bible ultimately has one author, 
God. The human authors wrote exactly what God wanted them to, and this unified book we now hold in our hands with the story of redemption points all the way through from beginning to end to Jesus Christ as our Redeemer. All of Scripture was authored by God, written by men as they were led by the Holy Spirit. The Lord used 40 different human authors over a period of 1,500 years. And I want to share a few verses with you. And again, these will always be in the show notes too, so don't feel you have to get them written down right away, especially if you're in your car or you're folding laundry or washing your dishes or whatever you're doing. They're in the show notes, so you can always go back to find them and refer to them. 2 Peter chapter 1, 20-21 says, Knowing this, first of all, that no prophecy of Scripture comes from someone's own interpretation, for no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. So here, Peter's assumption is that whatever stands in Scripture is from God, written by men who were carried along by the Holy Spirit. One we all know, 2 Timothy 3.16, all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. So none of the Old Testament scriptures came by impulse of man. All of it is truth from God as men moved by the Holy Spirit spoke from God. Galatians 1.20 says, For I did not receive it from any man, nor was I taught it, but I received it through a revelation of Jesus Christ. And that's from the words of the Apostle Paul there in Galatians. And 2 Peter 3, 15-16 says, And count the patience of our Lord as salvation, just as our beloved brother Paul also wrote to you according to the wisdom, wisdom given him, as he does in all his letters when he speaks in them of these matters. There are some things in them that are hard to understand, which the ignorant and unstable twist to their own destruction, as they do the other scriptures. So Peter's referring to Paul's words here as the scriptures. So all of scripture is truth from God as men, moved by the Holy Spirit, spoke from God. And all of scripture points us toward trusting in Christ as our Redeemer. So let's look at some purposes next of why we should discipline ourselves to be in God's Word daily. So the Bible is a book written by God and about God. It's not a book just to make us better or more moral people. It's a book that should cause us to be asking ourselves, what does this tell me about God, about His character, about His purposes? Men gave their lives in order that we could read this book. Think of Martin Luther and... um, William Tyndale, just two of the many men during the Reformation, they worked very hard to get God's word into the hands of the common man. And William Tyndale gave his life so we can have this book in our hands. And because of their dedication to this task, we can now hold in our hands the very words of God. We should be thankful that we are able to so easily pick up God's word and read it for ourselves. This should cause us to, to, for, to for a desire to make it a priority in our days. It's not just enough to hear the word preached or show up at church or listen to a sermon on your iPhone. Those are good things, but we can't rely on others to feed us God's word. We need to feast on it ourselves. Matthew 4, 4 tells us, it is written Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes out of the mouth of God. 
Physical food nourishes and keeps our bodies alive. Spiritual food nourishes and keeps us spiritually alive. Reading God's word is how we nourish our souls spiritually. We need to remember we discipline ourselves for godliness. And as we do, transformation happens and we become more like Christ. It is the transforming grace of God at work in our lives as we spend time learning more about him and his desire for our lives. Donald Whitney says, the most critical discipline is the intake of God's word. No factor is more influential in making us more like the son of God than the spirit of God working through the word of God. If you want to be changed, if you want to become more like Jesus Christ, discipline yourself to read the Bible, end quote. So those are really reminding us reasons why it is so important that we need to take in God's word. And before I get to some practical application, I want to look at the importance of hearing God's word. So hearing God's word on a regular basis is easy to do when you regularly attend and devote yourself to a good Bible preaching church. For most of us, this is our primary source of hearing God's word, and it should be. Listening to sermons online or our time and family worship together should not replace meeting together with one another in a church setting. There is scriptural basis for the public hearing of God's word. Remember in the book of Nehemiah in chapter 8, 1 through 4, the people asked Ezra to read the book of Moses publicly. 1 Timothy 4.13, Paul tells Timothy, Until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of Scripture, to exhortation, to teaching. Jesus says in Luke 11.28, Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. So the purpose of all Bible intake is to keep it, as it says in the verse above. And the purpose is for us to grow into Christ-likeness. Jesus is encouraging us in this verse to the hearing of God's word. Hearing God's word cultivates in us a hunger for the word. And this hunger will lead us to desiring to dig into the word on our own by reading our Bibles. There's a helpful little book called What is a Healthy Church Member? Um, It's by Tabiti, and I'm going to not even say his last name, but I'm going to link it in the show notes that I recommend you pick up and read because I'm going to totally botch his name. But in it, we're encouraged in chapter one about the hearing of God's word and the importance and benefits of it. And one question that he answers in What is a Healthy Church Member? He says, uh, One question that I'm going to, I'm totally botching that how I want to state that so that I know this is a question we, that we all have, because it's one that I know I have. All right. Is how do we grow in our ability to hear and listen to the word of God? There we go. I got clarity there. Sorry about that. So we go to church on Sunday, we hear the sermon, we go home, and then we forget all about it. I don't like when I do this, and I do it more often than I care to admit. So how do we reap the benefits of hearing the word of God preached? So one simple way to do this is to discuss it with others after the service. We get to ponder, and we think about what we learned, and then we get to hear what others learned. You can do this in the car on the way home with your family, or if you have a longer fellowship time after church, you can do this with other believers, or at your dinner table that night, or all throughout the week together. I love hearing what others have learned from the word that that I may have totally missed or didn't catch. So also, as you train your mind to listen to sermons 
or even things like your audio Bible. It helps to train your mind to listen and take in what you are hearing. Work hard to concentrate. This is a skill that's learned and it takes time, but it's so helpful for hearing and learning from your pastor's sermon on Sunday mornings. As you do these things, as you continue to train your mind throughout that week before you get to church, you're going to become a better listener and learner and applier of God's word. And one last thought I really appreciate from Donald Whitney's book on preparing our hearts to hear God's word on a Sunday morning. He shared a story of a Korean congregation that shared their church building with them, and he noticed the way that they entered the worship center. He says they would take the time to bow their heads in prayer before the service, and he shared it was such an effective reminder to their own hearts and then to really anyone else watching them what the main purpose was for this upcoming time together. This may be a good habit to develop to have a few minutes of quiet reflection before the service starts to just pray and set your heart right that you are here to worship the Lord. I really love the gathering of the family of God together on Sunday mornings. I look forward to that time. I appreciate my pastor and the time that he's taken during the week to be ready to minister the word of God to us. I want to become a better hearer of God's word. And obviously hearing the word is another way that we intake the Bible during the week. I also, um, if you're at my blog, I have a church finder link Uh, under my welcome tab and it's at the very top kind of at the blog there on the menu there's a welcome tab and if you hover over that some other little tabs come down I'm probably not using the right words for that but other little menu tabs come down and you can link on the church finder and it's actually linking to another blog that I really appreciate Michelle Leslie and she's got some good links there but she does a great job laying out um, where to find a good church on her site. So I'm just linking to that resource. And it's a great place for you to find a good solid Bible preaching church. If you're not attending one yet, I really highly recommend that you do that because it's biblical and it's good. So Donald Whitney states, he says, so hearing the word of God is not merely passive listening. It is a discipline to be cultivated. So I pray that we can cultivate this discipline in our lives, because again, we're talking about the spiritual disciplines. So, okay, we've talked about the importance and purpose of reading the word. We've talked about the importance of hearing the word and why these are good disciplines of Bible intake. And now we're going to talk about how to make daily Bible reading a reality to our already busy days. Okay, being busy is probably the biggest excuse we all have for not being in the word daily. There can be a zillion excuses we have, and I'm including myself here, so I'm not off the hook on this one. But listen, God's word is convicting, and it's work to read. It challenges my heart and mind. It's not like sitting down and just picking up a novel and reading. There was a survey taken by the Barner Group on professing born-again Christians. They reported that only 18%, that's less than two of every 10, read their Bibles daily, and it gets worse 23%, one in four Christians say they never read God's word. All right, let's come back to our reminder from um, episode 52, 1 Timothy 4, 7. Discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness. Jesus asked quite a few times, have you not read? Think Matthew 19, 4 and Mark 12, 20. Jesus is assuming those who are claiming to to be the people of God should be reading the word of God. So first off, We need to find the time. 
early in, or in the day is best. And I know we can't make a law of it, but Donald Whitney made a good point in his book. He said, if we read it right before bed, we're tired and we probably won't remember much and we don't do very much evil in our sleep. And he shares that we should encounter Christ in the scriptures when it will still have an impact on our days. So simple. We need to make time during the day. Maybe it's not early morning, but maybe it's late morning, mid-morning, early afternoon. And again, I have a podcast that I'm going to share in the show notes too on fitting time and the word in on our busy days. It goes into more detail. Um, But second, after we find that time, all right, pick a Bible reading plan to go through. This is a very simple and it's a practical suggestion. And I'm going to share some links for you to get started on this if you haven't yet. But it's a huge help instead of randomly reading wherever. You already know each day where you are going to start reading. We're just talking about reading right now. We're not talking about studying or meditating. Those are episodes to come yet. I'm just trying to get us regularly reading the word daily, although I'm saying that I want to give a couple meditation tips before we leave today. Okay, so ladies, before the end of today, all right, I'm challenging you. If you're not yet, I want you before tomorrow morning to have a Bible reading plan ready to go and a time. I want you to set your materials where you will be reading the next day so you're good to go. Have whatever you need there, your 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 Bible, the plan either printed out or wherever, if it's on your device, whatever that is. Have a pen and paper or a journal handy by your Bible to take notes as God speaks to you through his word. And I think of a favorite quote here. I think it was from Steve Lawson. He said, if you want to hear God speak to you, read your Bible out loud. I love that. Okay. I do like to listen to my audio Bible while I follow along in the text when I can. It just really helps me to stay focused. And currently, my husband and I are reading through the Bible together using Robert, um, Robert Murray McShane's plan. And we listen to the audio part of it while we follow along in our Bibles. All right. So we talked about making a time and having a plan. And I want to get us started if we're not. And I'm going to devote a podcast episode to this, but I want to at least try to get our feet wet in if we're not. And it's on meditating what you've read. All right. So we've started, as I said, we've we're made the time, we're reading. Now we're going to talk about what happens after we've read. The problem is when we read and we don't meditate or we don't think deeply about what we've read we tend to not remember anything much about it, all right? And when that happens, God's word isn't going to have much change over our lives. So Donna Whitney shares, he says, take at least one thing you've read. So ladies, this could be one scripture. I mean, my Robert Murray McShane, we're usually reading through four chapters a day. Maybe I just pick a small portion from a particular book that stood out to me. So he says, take at least one thing you've read and think deeply about it for a few moments. Your insight into scripture will deepen and you'll better understand how it applies to your life. And the more you apply the truth of scripture, the more you'll become like Jesus. So keep that pen and paper handy when you're reading God's word. And again, we're going to talk about more ways and what it means to meditate on scripture in another, in a couple episodes. But for now... What if you just worked through Philippians 4.8 while you read the word and asked yourself the following questions from it? And I'm just taking these from Donald Whitney, and I'm going to share them in the show notes so you can print them out and stick them in your Bible if you want to. But just taking Philippians 4.8, he says, what is true about this? Or what truth does it exemplify? 
What is honorable about this? What is just or right about this? What is pure about this? Or how does it exemplify purity? What is lovely about this? What is commendable about this? What is excellent about this? Or really that, what does it excel in others of this kind? And what is praiseworthy about this? And it's not that you have to go through every one of those in your reading, but maybe grab a few of those out. Another thought, just another quick tip here to give you to think about is in, um, when you're meditating on scripture, maybe it's just praying through a portion of the text you just read. Pick a verse or two and pray through it for during your prayer time that morning. That'll just deepen your knowledge of the word and help with its application in your heart and mind. And one more simple idea to meditate on the word is to ask yourself these two questions. And this this is a really easy one. If you don't do any of these, maybe start with this tomorrow morning. You can ask yourself, what have I learned about God in this passage? And secondly, how does this change the way I live? With those two questions alone, you have much to chew on for the day and to pray about. And Donald Whitney reminds us that when we do this, when we meditate on the word, that we're submitting our minds to the Holy Spirit's illumination of the text, and it intensifies our spiritual perception. God's word was written under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, so pray and ask him to illuminate your reading. Dave Mathis states that without the Bible— we will soon lose the genuine gospel and the real Jesus and the true God. For now, if we are to saturate our lives with the words of life, we must be people of the book, end quote. So I just reviewed a book by Hannah Anderson called All That's Good, Recovering the Lost Art of Discernment um, a week ago. I have a post on the blog about it. But in um, as believers, We all desire to be discerning and wise in our choices. As we mature and we grow in our knowledge of the scriptures, the hope is we'll use that information to make choices in line with God's will. And Hannah describes discernment in her book as the ability to sort between a host of options and pick what is good. And she continues, discernment does not change the challenges we face. It changes our ability to face them. So we become discerning people by not just knowing what to think, but how to think. Being spiritually discerning is an ability to see the world the way God does, and this comes about as we grow and mature spiritually into the likeness of Christ. It's about seeing, as she calls her book, All That's Good. How do we see All That's Good? By learning what God calls good, because He is All That's Good. We need to know Him and what He calls good, and we do this by spending time in the Word. So I want to leave you with a couple of good quotes to ponder as I close this episode. And if you haven't listened into the first episode in this series on the spiritual disciplines, again, I hope you'll make some time to do that and stick with me to the very end. I'm going to share a couple resources um, to help you in this task too. So Donald Whitney states, he says, do you realize that tape recorded readings of the Bible have proven that you could read through the entire Bible in 71 hours. The average person in the United States watches that much television in less than two weeks. In no more than 15 minutes a day, you can read through the Bible in less than a year's time. I'm going to link to an infographic in the show notes from Crossway that lets us know we have more time for Bible reading than we think we do. It breaks down how long it takes to read each book on its own and various other statistics to encourage you in just a few minutes a day. You can get a lot of Bible reading in. So here's an example. If you have five minutes, 
read the book of Jude or Obadiah. If you have 15 minutes, read Ruth or Philippians. If you have an hour to sit and read, read through Nehemiah or the book of Romans. What if you replaced your time on social media with time in the Word instead? And I'm thinking here, not replacing your daily Bible reading, but I'm talking about in addition to your daily Bible reading that you've already scheduled in. Jen Wilkin tells us, the path to transformation is from the head to the heart. The heart cannot love what the mind does not know. So my friends, Jesus is enough always. And I want to thank you again for spending part of your day with me. I'm hoping I helped your laundry folding or dishwashing or dinner prep go a little faster. And I, again, I shared, I want to start ending my podcast with a favorite resource that I came across in my time, um, in between episodes here. And I really loved when Women's Hope Podcast did this in their podcast. I do miss my Kim and Kimberly very much, but I'm thankful at least right now their podcast is still up. So go back, listen to their previous episodes if you haven't yet. Um, I know they're on iTunes. You can find them probably on Google Play, but it's Women's Hope Podcast. All right. So since we're talking about daily Bible reading, I wanted to share two of my favorite daily reading Bibles that I'm currently using and have used in the past. So one is by Crossway, and it's the ESV Daily Reading Bible, and it follows the Robert Murray McShane Daily Reading Plan. It is just the plain scriptures, so I love that about it. But another one that I've used in the past is the Daily Chronological Bible in the NIV version, and it's by F. Lagarde Smith. I really have enjoyed going through a chronological version of the Bible in the past. That I've That's just been a sweet way to read through it. Okay, but if you're looking for um, like a free version online to read along with your own Bible, just, you know, your regular Bible or a Bible um, app, maybe you're going to read online through your version Bible app or your ESV Bible app, whatever you have, then I recommend this app. It's called the Reading Plan app. Um, and when, for me, when I'm traveling and I don't want to carry both my ESV daily reading Bible and my regular Bible with me, I... I utilize this reading app. So when you set up the reading app, you kind of can put in, there's tons of plans to choose from. You put in your plan to choose from. You can put in there where you wanted to open the Bible if you want to read right on your tablet or your phone. And again, I think it's only in the iOS, so I don't think it's available on an Android version. Um, But when you do that, you set it up. And so my app is set up for the Robert Murray McShane plan. It's daily readings match my ESV daily reading Bible. So I can open it, hit it, and then it opens for me and the free um, YouVersion Bible app, which is great because it has all the different versions on it. So if you like to listen to your Bible read out loud in the ESV or the NIV or whatever you like, Um, it's there for you to read or to read along and listen to. And that's how my husband and I do it. A lot of times we'll just pop it up through the app and then let it read out loud to us through the YouVersion app. And we'll just read along then in the scriptures with it. Um, So there's tons of options, but I just, um, that's one that I really recommend. There's tons of Bible reading apps out there. Obviously, even YouVersion, if you're looking for just a Bible reading plan, you can open that YouVersion Bible app up and it'll, it takes you, there's tons of plans on there to choose from to read through your Bible in a year or two years or whatever you're looking for. 
So again, I'm going to link to all those things in the show notes so they will be there for you. And again, my friends, if you've enjoyed the podcast, the biggest help you can be to me is to leave a review on iTunes. It helps others find the podcast. And I am sending a huge hug and thank you to all of you who have done that. I really am so, so, so thankful for all of you for doing that. That's a huge thing for me. I know it took time to do that and I'm just very grateful. And again, have a blessed week, my dear friends. I'll see you back here in two weeks and we'll be talking about Bible meditation and scripture memorization in the next episode in this series on the spiritual disciplines. So I will see you then.